Ah, 2020. What a year. From freedom to quarantine, and then for us weebs, from quarantine to quarantine, 2020 presented us with another quality year of anime, filled with new up-and-comers and surprise hits no one saw coming. From girls creating manga to interspecies breeding, 2020 held back no punches on what couldn't be made in this day and age. On today's episode, with help from viewers and listeners like you, we celebrate what was the best of 2020. So hold on to your bootstraps, grab another Mountain Dew from the fridge, because this is the What Do You Say Anime Second Annual Anime of the Year Awards. the show off we're going to be doing our best op joining me today from the senpai talk show we have chili chris how's it going hey hey what's going on happy to be here um thank you for inviting me on to you know talk about some anime things i'm always down for that yes i i'm so happy that you were able to join us uh could you tell us a little bit about uh what you do on terms of your anime content that you create so I am a, well, first off, I'm a co-host of another anime talk show called Senpai Talk Show. Uh, we stream on Twitch every Sunday around like 8 p.m. or so, and we just talk about different topics every week. Uh, we can do anywhere, anything from talking about a specific genre or talking about just our favorite action scenes, fighting scenes, or we might get into like a tier list and start ranking things. So we do a combination of things, uh, different topic every week, try to interact with our discord as well and we play some games with them sometimes on stream and other than that i'm also on tiktok i guess i i never thought i'd be like a quote quote unquote tiktok creator but uh i'm on tiktok i started that in september and i guess people like the silly things that i put out on there <laughs> so um i guess my thing on there would be like recommendation videos um people will ask me for either a specific genre or anime that meet a certain criteria which gets a little difficult sometimes but you know the videos are fun to make and i do some skits every now and then but i love all things anime all things manga um so it's just fun to do honestly yeah and if you are a fan or you don't know anything about chili uh links to his social media and tiktok are going to be in the description below so go ahead and check them out but we are here to talk anime and the first category that we're doing is best op so chili i want to ask you when it comes to an OP, do you judge? How do you judge it? Is it by the song, by the animation? Is it the whole package? So it's definitely the whole package. But if an OP has a song that immediately catches my ear, that is a huge plus. Um, but I think more recently, probably within the past like year or two, I started to focus more on the actual visuals of the OP. Uh, but I think within the past couple of years, the visuals have gotten. A lot better like i like the little fun intros they do where they have the characters dancing or interacting in a way so definitely the whole package but yeah that song the song has to be fire can't, can't have a, a doo-doo song <laughs> <laughs> for sure and uh we're all jumping to our community and what we had the nominations for so we had black catcher from black clover we had koi no uta from tony kawa we had centimeter from rent a girlfriend we had Shoujo no Route wa Itoshu Jane from My Next Life as a Villainous, Daddy Daddy Do from Love is War Season 2, 
and Theater of Life from Decadence. So our community runner-up went to Daddy Daddy Do from Love is War Season 2. And Chill, you just talked about you love how the characters do silly things in the OP, and I think this is definitely one of them. What were your thoughts on Daddy Daddy Do? I thought it was great, honestly. I mean, Love is War is one of my favorite rom-coms, favorite romances. Um, and I always loved the, I loved the OP from season one, but I think I even liked this OP, the most recent one, even more. Um, and just, again, like I said, seeing the characters kind of like go along with the beat and dance around. And that song is just so catchy. It's so catchy. It's impossible not to love it. I was conflicted with this one between this and season one, which one was the better one. And I just came to the conclusion that they're both tense. I absolutely loved both of them. So I'm not going oh, yeah, sure. to pit a fight between the two. So that was the community runner up. Chili, what was your runner up for OP of the year? So my runner up for OP of the year would probably be um, Theater of Life from Decadence. Something about that OP, every time I watched it, or even when I listen to the song now when I'm working out or just walking my dog, like it gives me chills. Something about that song and then the visuals that went along with it, every time I, I get chills when I listen to it. And I just thought it fit the show and the vibe of it so perfectly. Now, me and Chili have a running joke where we agree on like 94% of anime takes and the other 6%, we are in a heated like argument. But this case, it is one of the 94% because my runner-up was also Theater of Life by Decadent, from Decadence. Uh, to me, I, I think the song is just absolutely incredible. Along with the animations that go along with it, I kind of make a joke of how Kaburagi's, uh, I'll say, alter ego reminds me of Minecraft. And I like that the OP also incorporates like this video game sensation into the OP. So along with the song being an absolute banger, I absolutely love the animations that go along with it. So, Chili, great choice on your OP runner-up of the year. <laughs> but we're going to get to our winner. So, from the community, the winner was Black Catcher from Black Clover. Uh, Chili, I know that you are not a Black Clover watcher, but did you get a chance at all to watch or listen to the OP for Black Clover? I didn't. I might have seen it um, a couple of times, but I don't really remember it, to be honest. But I know the song. The song is an absolute jam. And I do love the song. But I don't think that is my number one from the season, or from the year. What is your number one from the year? So this is probably going to be an unpopular choice, as it was not listed in the community choices. But Anima from Sword Art Online World of Underworld Part 2. That song was so incredible. What a shocker. <laughs> I loved that song so much. Like, it's it's tough for me because Crossing Field from season one of SAO still to me is one of the best OPs ever. I feel like everybody knows it. Like, it's super iconic. I agree. And Anima was like, it was like right there. Like, very much right there. And it was the song and again, the visuals. The visuals were so spot on for it. And just obviously, you know, I'm the resident person that just loves SAO and I always get crap for it, but it's okay. <laughs> but I thought this song was such a jam, such a bop. Like, yeah, that, that is my choice for sure. I'm not gonna lie. I did have people message me asking why that was not on the community list. And unfortunately we had to narrow it down to six and I thought this year had a lot of good OPs. So agreed. Chili, I, 
disagree with your SAO takes, but I do agree that the OP is fantastic. I mean, there's a reason why SAO is also nominated for best animation of the year because the animations, whatever they do in that show is always top tier. So I have no issues with your selection for best OP. For my winner, I'm also going Black Catcher from Black Clover. I thought it's one of my like top three OPs of all time. Um, I think wow, this, this that's, a, that's a big thing. That's yeah, a big statement right it, there. It is, a, it is a huge statement. <laughs> I love the song Black Catcher. Um, kind of like how you were talking about how walking with your dog with Theater of Life. Like, if I'm at the gym and I need a pump up, it's Black Catcher. To me, that's, that song just incorporates all the energy that I'm looking for in a shonen, but also just it, just a, a pump up song in life. And I really enjoyed the incorporation of just like the action packed arc that that incorporates op 10 for black catcher into the show and how it incorporates it with the op so i just i was a huge fan of black catcher and while black clover might not be the best show the op my god that's that op is an absolute banger so that's our wrap up I don't disagree oh, that yes. is that is an absolute fire song and i think if i had I am, so Black Clover, I dropped it kind of early on, but I do plan on going back to watch it because I need to give it its due diligence and kind of, I just think I wasn't in a place where I was looking for a shonen where I was, when I tried to watch it. But I think if I wasn't more invested in the show, it might've hit me a little bit differently because that song is definitely a jam. Yeah. And I don't blame anybody ever for dropping Black Clover because the first like 40 episodes are just pure garbage, but I swear to you, it gets so much better. That's what I've heard, so I'm definitely going to check it out. So that's going to wrap up Best OP, and we're all, Chili's going to be staying with me as we go into our first uh, category for the shows, and that's going to be Best Drama and Slice of Life. And we had a... This was, this was a little tough because I had to combine the two, so while not all Slice of Life's are dramas and not all dramas are Slice of Life's, it was hard to... Honestly, for me to pick a winner from this category... And our nominees were Kakushi Goto, Fruits Basket Season 2, Origairu Season 3, Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle, ReZero Season 2, and Somali in the Forest Spirit. So before we get to our runner-up, uh, Chili, what were your thoughts on the year in terms of the drama and the slice of life that we got? I think, um, I thought it was a great year for them to be honest um i didn't see so like kaku shigoto i have not seen sleepy princess i did not watch somali in the forest weird i have not seen but i know from what i've heard from different people in the community that they really enjoyed all of those shows and then just the continuations of different shows different dramas and slice of life's I feel like almost every show nailed it. Like every second season or third season, whatever continuation it was, I felt like all of the shows did just an amazing job at continuing, whether it was continuing the success that the first season had or stepping up their game from the season prior. Like I felt like all the shows were great this year, to be honest. For sure. And then just for the credentials, Chili has seen just as much anime as I have. So even if he has missed <laughs> three of the community nominations, he watched a ton of anime this year. Yes, <laughs> too much. <laughs> yes, I, I also feel this was such a hard category to narrow it down to six. It was hard to put something like Sleepy Princess in a, the same category as Fruits Basket. So it was just combining the two 
and having such a wide variety of these shows made the category a little hard but i thought that would make it a little bit more fun because then that way we just get a really diverse um answers and what people thought and i thought you'd be really good for this category as well and i'm glad you volunteered for it our community runner-up was i thought this year was almost straight drama and less slice of life compared to its first season and that was fruits basket season two was the runner-up so chili what are your thoughts on the second season of fruits basket i loved it literally every i love fruits basket so much fruits basket will probably end up cracking my top 10 anime of all time once season three comes out like i love everything about fruits basket i thought the second season was amazing like absolutely amazing the way fruits basket can dive into each of the characters backstories without making it seem like it's kind of like a gimme backstory like i think a show um like naruto like an old classic naruto i think they try too hard to give every character some sort of backstory backstory so it doesn't hit the same but fruits basket i don't know the way they do it it just hits in a different way and that's a show that makes me tear up pretty much every episode. <laughs> yeah, this season definitely had, I thought, a lot more like impactful moments in terms of tugging at my heartstrings compared to the first season where we were more introduced to the characters. And this one is more just like them growing as like a literally like as a family. So, Chili, what was your runner up for best drama slash slice of life? They got to season three. Um, I thought, again, like I said, all the slice of life slash drama shows were really good. And I thought Odegaru, they nailed that final season. Nailed it. Like, the obviously no spoilers, just like the scene. You know the scene. Like, Episode 11. So many things, yes, so many things about this last season were so well done, um, adapted so well. Like, and it's hard not to fall in love with the characters in that show. Just hachiman and his attitude yui and her just like cutesiness and yukino and her just like you know those cold almost like icy heart but still warm like i thought they nailed it this season i mean no surprise i've i've tweeted about it Origai was one of the best shows from this year uh it, it's definitely in my anime of the year contention and you'll find out later in the show whether it won or not for me my runner-up went to sleepy princess in the demon castle um, I felt like this one was a little bit slept on. I really only know one person who watched the show. Shout out to Mako. Uh, hey, Mako. <laughs> the show the show really reminds me of Laidback Camp, where there's no hostility. The show is just pure fun. I know exactly what I'm getting, and it was just a really nice show to just sit back, relax, and enjoy. Uh, it's also nominated for like Best Comedy of the Year. It was a hilarious show. But just the, the overall vibes that we got from like the entire cast and just doing silly things where like her room is too dark. So she's going to go on a mission to make blinds. And that I know that sounds kind of dumb on paper, but when it's actually like put into the show and they do all the silly things that they go with it, it just it was a wonderful just slice of life. If you ever need a nice pick me up, Sleepy Princess and the Demon Castle was an incredible show. That is one of the ones I'm definitely planning to binge on the next day. I just have like nothing to do. Just like quick binge, get through it. Cause I feel like that's something I'll really enjoy. I think you also really enjoy it. Now let's move on to our winners from the community for winner for best slice of life and drama. Chili mentioned it. My teen romantic comedy snafu season three was the community winner. 
I have no problem with this. I thought the elements with Yui, especially her focus on season three, and I'm sorry, and maybe one of the animes taking the biggest L's I've ever seen, Yui's drama elements that added to the show and just the overall climax of the show was wonderful. And Chili, I know you just recently talked about it, but do you have any other words before we move on to your winner about Origairu? No, I am like just like you said, I am completely fine with that being the community choice. I have no no qualms with that. I know a certain popular award show did not even um offer that as a as a choice for their Which, award yeah. show. So I don't I don't really know how that happened, but um <laughs> I have no issues with that choice whatsoever. So let's get into your winner for best drama and slice of life. So my winner, you could probably tell by the way I talked about it before, but Fruits Basket season two, I, I thought it was a masterpiece, absolute masterpiece, like everything about it. Like I said before, I don't, I don't want to repeat myself, but everything about it, I loved. Like I would make sure I literally had like nothing on my schedule on the day Fruits Basket season two would come out so I could focus completely on the, on that episode that just came out. I loved it. And I'm going to follow suit because my winner is also Fruits Basket Season 2. Just like Chili said, I, an absolute masterpiece. It's an anime of the year contender for me. Just everything that the show did in terms of showcasing the side characters, not just within like the same, the, I'll say the household of the Soma, where we had like Toru and, um, shoot, now I'm already forgetting his name. Um, uh, what's his name? I have it. Yuki, Yuki Soma, sorry, there we go. Yeah, uh, just like their household was such a great start to the show and then just them transitioning into the conflicts of the Soma clan it, it itself really made for a really interesting just show it's in general where we have these characters based off the Zodiac and the, the elements that go along with their character. I just f absolutely fell in love with season two. I thought it was a huge step. I should say a huge step up, but I thought it was a step up from season one to a show that I loved. And like you said before, I am so intrigued with season three, how they're going to wrap everything up. They're fully adapting the manga. So I'm a, and I don't know any of the spoilers, which is great. So I'm really looking forward to season three. And yeah, man, my love for Fruits Basket is real high. Yeah, like I said, I'm like Fruits Basket has potential to crack my top 10 anime of all time. Like it was every, everything you just said, just reiterating everything you just said. It was it was perfect. Like I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. It was such a great, great, great show. If you haven't watched Fruits Basket, you need to. It's so good. But with that being said, Chili, our time has ran out. I want to thank you for joining me. But before we leave, do you have any final words in your anime of the year choice? obviously with the challenges of 2020 and the pandemic and everything going on in the anime community with shows being pushed back and all this stuff i thought 2020 was a great year for anime um i thought we got a lot of originals in 2020 that were so good like that was the first year in a long time where the originals were just i thought they were phenomenal um you have Decadence, of course. You have Akudama Drive. Like, so many different shows that came out that did an amazing job. Um, but 
again, going back to it, my anime of the year, Fruits Basket Season 2. Nice. Okay. Absolute, absolute masterpiece in my eyes. I, I don't think they did anything wrong. The way, again, touching on everything that was said before, and it's just like the imagery and everything that gets shown in Fruits Basket. And it's kind of like an undertone. Like they don't try to like focus on it. They just plug it in there. And it's like these little things that you pick up on as you watch the show. And I thought they did a fantastic job with it. I think that's an excellent choice. I thought you were going to go with the Great Pretender, but I think I think you made the right choice. I'll just put it that way. Thank you so much for Chili, and we'll move on to our next category. And just like that, another young knee is sent to the heavens and is reincarnated as a refrigerator or an alligator or a carburetor. Who knows these days? 2020 may have reduced how many of these fancy or isekai style shows we've had compared to the past, but the quality of the adaptations we have been receiving are a true testament to what the genre could offer. Here are your 2020 nominations for Best Fantasy or Isekai. Bofuri. Sword Art Online War of Underworld. Somali and the Forest Spirit. Welcome to Demon School Irmakun. Tower of God. ReZero Season 2. And your community runner-up went to Tower of God. Our first, and I would say only real web 2 adaptation of the year, Tower of God set up to what could be the next level of fantasy. And I only say that because I've read the webtoon and boy, it gets really good. Tower of God hit the nail on the head on multiple levels with its unique cast of characters and its introduction to its unique magic system. With its popularity and great, great cast, Tower of God to me is a great choice as a runner-up. As for my runner-up, I went with ReZero Season 2 Part 1. This season's part of Season 2 was a really great way to showcase the introduction to the Sanctuary and the growth of Subaru. While this season had its share of Subaru being ruthlessly murdered again and again, the season had a much more dramatic tone compared to its previous year. A psychological battle raging a war inside of each individual attempting the trials uniquely added to its conflict resolution other than who can punch somebody in the face the hardest, or who has the most powerful fireball. With the second part currently airing, you will more than likely see Subaru in the gang again for the 2021 awards. That being said, the winner from our community was ReZero Season 2. No surprise here, a high quality popular show definitely deserves this award. I think it's one of the best isekais to come out in the last handful of years, and season two is well deserving of taking home the gold. For my winner and best fantasy of Isekai goes to Bofuri. I fell in love with this show from the first episode. Thinking it was just going to be another mass-produced light novel adaptation, Bofuri stood out by doing what a lot of shows seem to miss these days, and just have fun with it. The premise is nothing new, the animation is average at best, but boy do I love it when Maple and the entire cast are interacting with each other and just having an overall good time. Not every show needs to be serious, hardcore save the girl type of show. Sometimes just throwing on your VR gear and playing with your friends is an easy solution to making a great show. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and that's why we allow our community to vote for what they like and not let some evil tyrant push his views onto others. 
And then for that reason, we move on to our best animation category. And your nominees are Jujitsu Kaisen, Akudama Drive, Great Pretender, Toilet Bound Hanako Kun, Sword Art Online War of Underworld, Keep Your Hands Off Aizoken. The community runner up goes to Akudama Drive. A unique take on cyberpunk Japan. Akudama Drive really showcased its beautiful animations with its creative scene changes, its vibrant colors, and polished characters. Studio Pero, I mean, honestly, really came out of left field on this anime original. It was wonderfully put together and created a cyberpunk world not seen since maybe like Ghost in the Shell. And because of that, it was also my runner-up for best animation. A show that I thought was going to be trash turned into a top anime of the year for me. I was entranced by the visuals that the show brought us. I mean, how cool can people worshipping a train be? And just the visuals you see throughout the entire world. And boy, man, it was something else. Akudama Drive was an absolute tree of a show and deserving of a runner-up. And our community winner for best animation goes to... Jujitsu Kaisen. What, I mean, what is it to say about MAPPA's production this year in general? From Doro Hatero to the currently new airing season of Attack on Titan. MAPPA this year, I mean, solidified itself as a top tier studio with Jujutsu Kaisen. From the beginning scenes, we see the budget and the quality that Jujutsu Kaisen has been putting into since, I mean, it's Demon Slayer's level of quality. It's a high-quality shonen paired with a top echelon studio. I mean, that's just a recipe for success. And we saw this early on in Jujutsu Kaisen's fight scenes, along with the continued high-quality production throughout the show. It's no surprise that this is the community's winner, and but it's absolutely deserving of the selection. And my winner for best animation goes to... Keep your hands off of Aizoken. I thought Studio Science Saru created an absolute masterpiece with this show. It animated dreams and ideas so vividly to make it seem like they were doing a rough draft. It says a lot about the talent behind the show. They literally had to scrap animations mid-production into frantically creating one of the best scenes in their butterfly ship scene that was not originally set in the show. And that just shows the quality of how good science saru is when they had to make shift a scene because the scene itself was supposed to be outsourced and through like licensing and trademark deals they had to scrap it and create their own version of it and that just shows how great science saru did on aizoken and it was just you have to watch the scene to see how great it is but Aizoken is an absolute masterpiece. It should be taught in like classrooms in terms of like art and direction going forward. Like that's how good Aizoken was in terms of like the visual and directorial aspects of the show. And it's a mastercraft of media and it is my winner of best animation for 2020. What is love? If we knew... We wouldn't be recording an anime podcast. That's right. We are moving on to our best romance of the year. Joining me from Watch Club, we have Patty Mills himself, Patrick. Pat, how's it going today? 
Oh, it's good. I was expecting a uh, what is love, baby don't hurt me uh, kind of reference with that uh, intro, but I like it. Um, uh, not much is going on. I'm excited to talk about my favorite category. Yes, I, I asked Pat to join join me as he is our, oh, he's with me, our resident romance guru, I'll put it that way. Yeah. And I thought he would have a lot of good input on this year's in terms of romance, which our nominees were Origairu Season 3, Love is War Season 2, Tony Kawa, Rent-A-Girlfriend, My Next Life as a Villainess, All Routes Lead to Doom, and Sing Yesterday for me. So, Pat, before we get into our community runner-up, what were your thoughts on 2020 romance in general? Uh, I thought it was a great year. Uh, the lowest score I had uh, for a romance this year when I'm looking at it is uh, actually... Uh, Rent a girlfriend, and I loved Rent a girlfriend. You know, like, and, and even then, it wasn't that low of a score. A six, you know, that's not terrible, right? That's just there are things that I didn't like. Uh, <laughs> Kazuya, you know, uh, I I think romance was really good this year. Like, we had a uh, couple shows that weren't mentioned. We had Oriski, uh, the uh, Are You the Only One Who Loves Me? We I loved that show in the middle of the that year. That was with... the OVA, though. Oh, that was the OVA. Well. Either way, I, I still love the OVA. It was a good little tie-up to that story. Um, uh, we had A Whisker Away, the uh, the film that debuted on Netflix. I don't know if you guys remember that, uh, or if you remember that. I I enjoyed that romance story. It wasn't the best, but it was good enough. You know, I, I enjoyed the movie. Tony Kawa was really fun and unique. Uh, again, Fruits uh, fruits Basket kind of counts, you know, but uh, kind that of, was yeah. really good. It, it, it was really, really strong. Um, I mean, even if we go all the way back to the beginning of the year, we had um, the the scientist show. You know, it's the science types fell in love, rip off Kaguya, and even rip off Kaguya is still fun to fun to watch for me, at least it was. So, uh, uh, you know, we're uh, we're feeling good about this year in romance. You know, I think it was a really really strong year. Uh, we got a lot of shows that deserve sequels too, or are getting sequels, so that's a good thing. And uh, and we also got uh, my anime of the year in the romance category as well. So I'm very, very excited to reveal that. That's good to hear. And I'd also want to get your opinion on Rent-A-Girlfriend a little bit more because it was our community, community runner-up for Best Romance. So I, I know you like me, I did not like the main character. But to, how about maybe something that you did like about Rent-A-Girlfriend? Oh, that's easy. Uh, Chizuru is awesome. Chizuru is like one of the best girls of the year you know i mean i'm sure she's up in the running for our uh our community voting she i know i think i no, i i know because i voted for her actually as best girl of the year um i i also really liked uh even uh the girls that you aren't necessarily you know they're all they're all good waifus and rents a girlfriend right and you, even uh riku R ruka uh ruka, the, yep. ruka you know her motivation for loving kazuya was interesting like it was unique i liked it and it was a completely um uh, it was a fun take on, on the idea oh someone who actually makes my heart skip a beat or makes my heart beat fast like that's a that's a a cool take on uh what love might be or what love at first sight might be uh and even mommy i really liked mommy because as awful as she is and as hated as she's supposed to be by you know the viewers uh I, I love it because she is a real character. She's a real person that can, I could totally see doing those kinds of things, you know, making those manipulative uh, advances on Kazuya, uh, putting on two faces. Like she, she is a really, really good character. And uh, 
I, I, lo I really enjoyed Rent a Girlfriend. I, again, I gave it such a low score because I was annoyed by Kazuya so much. Um, but uh, again, it, it, I tuned in every week the day it premiered because I was I wanted to know what happened next. And uh, I, I actually checked out the manga too. I remember earlier this year. I didn't finish it because I didn't want to be spoiled. Uh, but I did I did read through it and I enjoyed it. Yes, as we are getting a second season. And to reiterate what you said, I agree. I think the girls were the best part of the show. I hated Kazuya. Uh, a little surprised that this was the runner up. I don't know if this was like a popularity thing because I honestly thought that this year was stacked in terms of romance it that is. I didn't even think Rent a Girlfriend had a chance at being in the I top didn't two. Either. I didn't either. I was but, shocked too. Hey, the community voted and they had the choice of picking no opinion and they went with Rent a Girlfriend. <laughs> but, but that's the community. Pat, we are here. You are here because you are a guru. What is your runner up for best romance? So my runner-up for best romance this year is uh, Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 2. I enjoyed the hell out of this show, and I really loved... Uh, I love the first season. You know, the characters are so fun. Uh, you know, Ichigami, great boy. One of the best boys, you know. Uh, the, the whole cast is just so much fun. And uh, uh, again, all the waifus on this show are great. They all have uh, pretty unique personalities that are depicted very well and and well thought out in their decisions and their actions that they make you know from from chica having a politician for a father so that's why she manipulates or, or like you know tries to play behind the scenes in their card games or in whatever else they're doing um uh, kaguya herself being from a very rich family not really knowing what's go and and also from like a conglomerate you know not having social media and not being prepared for all those kinds of things like um and their personalities are are very very fun and i i, I again i just love this show a lot uh it, it's too bad it came out in the same year as my winner that's all i can really say i really i i this show was almost perfect for me. yeah i mean love is war was is it, it was so good i love your choice my runner-up i went with tony kawa I really liked the refreshing take on a marital relationship. We don't really see that that often, especially in a younger individual where not necessarily in high school, but still in like mid or like early twenties, late teens type of situation that we see in. And I really enjoyed the relationship aspect of them getting closer and like kind of like pushing each other to like, how, how they interact with each other as they become more comfortable with each other. Obviously, the premise is a little silly of oh, them marrying each other at, like, first sight type of thing. But I just really enjoyed both Nasa and Sukasa as a couple. And just their chemistry and dynamic worked really oh, yeah. well. And I was just, just, just a giant fan of... I, I loved that show, too. And it probably would have been up there as probably number three or four for me. Uh, because... The only thing that really held me back on that show was the fact that they hinted so much at the Kaguya, uh, the Princess Kaguya story, and then they just never followed up on it, which of course maybe they will in future seasons, but objectively, if we're just looking at what's out right now, I, I was very annoyed because they hinted it at the beginning, but then did, delivered on almost nothing on it in the final few episodes. But man, the Street Fighter episode was so much so fun. So good. Oh, so good. Um, and even the the annoying character, the uh, the the blonde that like is jealous of uh, Nasa, uh, Nasa getting Sukasa's attention. Even she grew on me by the end of the season, which was shocking to me because I thought I was going to hate her all throughout. But she was actually really fun. Her maids were really fun because they were always, you know, uh, uh, having sarcastic quips underneath as well. Uh, I, don't know, I I really liked that aspect of it too. 
I agree. And let's move on to our community winner for the community. The winner for best romance goes to Love is War Season 2. Uh, not really surprised. Super popular show in terms of this genre. Um, I guess, Pat, do you have any other words for Love is War before I start uh, well, gushing about it? <laughs> no, uh, I, again, just I'm not surprised with the people in our Discord either. Uh, I'm I would be happy with this winning anime uh, or romance anime of the year if there wasn't another one that came out this year. So that, again, that's all I've got to say left. Yep, uh, I love how they continued the dynamic. It, it definitely got a little bit more serious in terms of Goofy going from Goofy to more serious, especially in like the stargazing scene where you yep. get to actually get to see like the moves put on type of thing, even if it was uh, not on purpose. It kind of just like went with the flow type of thing. But it's still really fun to see the dynamic between uh shiragone and kaguya and then you also we kind of got a hint of another relationship that's kind of blooming and we are getting a third season so we'll hopefully be seeing that then but pat you said that there's one that stuck out to you what is your winner for best romance all right uh this should come as no surprise to anyone who pays attention to watch club or uh, talks with us in our discord um but for me romance of the year has to go to uh, my teen romantic comedy is not as expected season three uh, or Origairu season three. This show came in, you know. So uh, when uh, when did season two air? I think what four years ago, three three four years ago. Four, yeah, like four. Four, yeah. And that was one of the first shows that I binged after the fact, right? So I binged the two seasons back to back without, and then I was left hanging, right? You know, like I I didn't know what happened next i didn't want to find out because i was hoping that a third season would come out to wrap up the story man that that ending it, it, it so this show we had been waiting for for four whole years and it had so many expectations going into it, it this show has some of the best waifus the you know the main trio alone with um yui uh yui yui Gahama, um gosh, yukino Yukino, thank you. That the Y is too much, and then Iroha, <laughs> my personal favorite, Iroha. The three of them uh, alone could carry the show. But then there's the uh, the teacher, and pretty much every character in this show uh, is is likable and and realistic and and fun. They they all play off each other very well. They, the, the conversations that they have are are meaningful, and it. And then of course there's Best Boy, in my opinion, Best Boy um, Hachiman who's just there to lead the show and and he, and he carries it you know I, I love him he reminds me a lot of um uh sakata from uh bunny girl senpai both of them they're very similar characters where they, they they're just constantly uh sarcastic quips or trying to get a leg up in the conversation and it, it it's so fun to watch them interact with again the in this case he interacts with so many different uh characters that are also different but they they come together to create this awesome friend group but yeah so this show came in with all these expectations and in my eyes blew them out of the water like i i had no i, I had a feeling that um the, the the person who won in the end we'll, we'll keep it spoiler free the person who won in the end was, was most likely going to win from the beginning of the show however they even without that tension they still delivered on almost every front and and it it really didn't feel like anyone got 
a bad ending that this show's ending was almost perfect to me like it, every character had their resolution every character had um the, you know their their desires or their uh their goals met in this show i i could not have been happier with how this show ended um it, it was my only 10 out of 10 out of the year you know i again i um i, I haven't given a 10 in like two or three years i think almost now um and it, it got a 10 for me. I, I loved this show. I, can, I could gush about it for hours. I am, there, I mean, there's a reason why I brought you on is because I like to agree with you. And I am also giving Snafu season three, my winner for romance of the year. The confession scene in episode 11 is probably my favorite confession scene ever. Woo, so just, just how everything, it, it's not just how it all came together. It was like the dialogue between the two just seems so fitting. Where it they're, was perfect for them. They're, yeah. both, they're both like these... I know cold-hearted might be a bad word, but they're kind of like... I'll just put cold-hearted. Because I think they honestly refer to Yukino as like an ice witch. But like... Mm-hmm. Them breaking out of their shells just little by little and opening each other up. And then confessing to each other essentially in their own way was super unique. Because they never just straight out said like, Hey, like I like you, I want to date you type of thing. It was more of like how they're like, oh, you stupid, like, you took my heart, why did you do that, you dummy type of thing. And I really like how they just portrayed that. And to me, that, like, really set it apart from <laughs> other romance animes and just in general. They, I think they, they confessed to each other without confessing to each other. That was, like, so, so good. It, it was so well done. That's yeah. why I loved it, too. I agree with you completely. It's just, like, the actions speak louder than words. Knowing some, You know somebody so well that you know what they're saying without them saying it type of thing. And it really just proved the bond between the two of why they like they should be together. And I think it like solidified it. I think the girls absolutely carry the show where I thought like season two, Hachiman was like the star. I thought like Yui and Yukino were both just like they they did such an amazing progression from season two to season three that I thoroughly enjoyed it. I also gave this a 10. It's an anime of the year contender for me. I loved it. And to me, it just honestly just resembles like what romance anime should be like and how you can create these, I'm going to put like loner characters and put them in a positive light. And we're seeing that now with Horiima as well, but these characters are uh, sheltered, um, non, I don't know, like vibrant characters can still be these amazing characters written. And you see that with Hachiman, you see that with Yukino, and then the contrasted you see it with Yui being like kind of like the complete different personality, but still, still making sense in a way. So I just love the dynamic of everything and how it came together. So Origairu, realistic friends too. Yes, yeah. yes, and that, and that's why Origairu season three is not only my romance anime of the year; it's an anime contender. It's in my all-time top ten. I absolutely love the show. Uh, me as well. Uh, special shout out to uh, my. My actual uh, romance of the year, uh, sing yesterday for me. Obviously, wow. you know, that's, yeah. Uh, shout out has uh, love you, buddy. I I, st- I will still defend this show. wasn't perfect. The ending that wasn't great, but uh, but yeah, that it was a good uh, good addition to the romance. Again, even the worst shows this year uh, in the romance genre, by some people's definitions, were still pretty good. So. Um, uh in all seriousness though i actually really enjoyed the otome game uh my next life as a villainess as well uh i thought that uh the show itself i went in not expecting anything from it and it 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 was fun i really enjoyed it i i i am excited for the second season that's coming soon uh but yeah sorry to uh 
uh, jump in. No, and just for people who heard Pat and his nonsense, for all the votes that we received, Sing Yesterday for me literally got zero votes, so thank I, you. I wouldn't have voted. I would not have voted for it for Ant, uh, Romance of the Year. I just... It was good. I it mean, okay. to put it in perspective, of every category and every nominee, every show got at least one vote except for Sing Yesterday for Me and Best Romance. And we had 15 different categories. So th this is the most stacked category, but yeah, you're right. That's fair. That's fair. So, Pat, thank you for joining me. Before you leave, could you please tell us your anime of the year? Yes. Well, I kind of revealed it already. Um, my anime of the year is Origairu season three that, you know, this is obviously this is my uh, my genre. So, of course, my anime of the year is going to be related to it. But, uh, you know, I've already gushed enough about Origairu. So I have two shows that uh, I enjoyed so, so much this year that I think deserve some special praise, even if they weren't perfect in their own ways. Uh, first off akudama drive i absolutely love this show uh pete's ranted uh, pete bullied me into watching this show and i cannot thank him enough for doing that because i binged it all in one night and it was fantastic it was the reason i finally caved and got funimation you know i i loved uh like a funimation account and subscription so th this show was it was an incredible ride and if you like history you like heists you like um, uh, Western film. There's so many different things that you can find in the show, and I'm sure that uh, it's going to go down. I think as a uh, as a must-watch classic from this year. And then my personal uh, show that I enjoyed a lot that didn't I didn't see get a ton of praise uh, was uh, Wandering Witch: Journey of Elena. Uh, this show hit all the right notes for me, and I adored it. I I cannot speak highly enough about elena she's my best girl of the year she's my favorite character that or original character this year at least that came out this uh this year and is in a sequel uh i i i need more people to watch uh, elena uh and and see how fun of a character she is and how unique she is compared to the rest of uh, the anime community so yeah thank you so much again pete for having me on thank you and if you like pat's take make sure you check out watch club bi-weekly and then occasionally on random episodes but thank you pat we move our attention away from the shows as a whole to the characters that make the show what we love. Nominees for Best Protagonist are Natsuki Subaru from ReZero, Koda Minare from Wave Listen to Me, Hachiman Hikigaya from Origairu Season 3, Maple from Bofuri, Anos Voldigold from Misfit at Demon King Academy, and Kaburagi from Decadence. Our community runner-up goes to Hachiman Hikigaya from Origairu Season 3. Now finishing the climax for Origairu, Hachiman continued to be an S-tier character throughout the series, and even more so in our finale. The impression, the improvement, and the conclusion all resonate through him as Hachiman comes up just behind by one vote of our winner for best protagonist as for my runner-up this character showcased probably the best twist in 2020 revealing that not only is he like the silver fox and great mentor but also a character straight out of minecraft if you don't get that reference you might have to go watch decadence my runner-up goes to kabaragi only rival is levi the screenwriter uh, Hiroshi Seko, he also did Banana Fish and Vinland Saga, took this original piece of work of decadence from Studio Nut and truly transformed this character into his own. 
from fighting aliens to destroying society, Kaburagi was the man with the plan and honestly receives a my runner up for protagonist of the year and it was just behind the actual winner. But now speaking of winners, we're going to go to our community winner. For best protagonists from the community, we have Natsuki Subaru from ReZero. Now from ReZero to Hero, this, this simp takes it upon himself to understand the sanctuary that he is in and receives a she's all that glow up to elevate his character. Now, if you don't understand that reference, you might want to go check out the 90s hit rom-com, She's All That. But if you do understand that reference, you get one wee buck from me. Natsuki Subaru, your community winner for best protagonist. And my winner for best protagonist goes to... Maple from Bofuri. Now, I know what you're thinking. Maple from Bofuri? Like... Yeah, you damn right it's Mabel from Bofuri. Uh Mabel was just a bundle of joy, and she was super fun and taking a very simple premise of a girl playing a AR MMO RPG and just being like this silly character really made it her own. All of her hijinks in and out of game really made this one of the most enjoyable anime watches for me in recent time. And the success of the show and of her really led to Bofuri receiving a second season that we're getting in 2022. Now, maybe both uh, Maple is not the most complex and defined character in this category. I felt that the overall enjoyment that she brought to me led her winning my choice for best protagonist. We shift from our loving protagonist to the thorns in their back and that conflict us to love the bad guy or the girl. We have our best antagonist. Your nominees are Rachel from Tower of God, Overhaul, My Hero Academia Season 4, Gabriel Miller from Sword Art Online War of Underworld, Mahito from Jujutsu Kaisen, Zagred or Devil from Black Clover, and Ein from Doro Hatero. Our community runner-up goes to Overhaul from My Hero Academia Season 4. The main villain of season four and easily the best. We are not going to talk about gentle criminal around here. We saw his sinister acts and what he does to Aerie in order to harness the power really showcase the monster that we are dealing with in his arc. Along with the conclusion fight with Deku, which is nominated in our best fight category, we saw his actions take out some of the hero's favorite characters from the show. And it really elevated him to one of the best antagonists we have seen from the show itself. For my runner-up, I chose a character that had a trait that I love in ma my antagonist, and that is using others to get what he wants by any means necessary. And for that, my runner-up goes to Mahito from Jujutsu Kaisen. Now, for what set him apart from other antagonists is really the interaction and his betrayal of Junpei. I really love that tone shift from him, and in that moment, it truly showed the monster that is Mojito. And then following suit for that, our community winner for best antagonist, the people have chosen Mojito. And it's really no surprise here, he's one of the more popular characters from one of the more popular shows of the year, and it really he really made a name for himself towards the end of Core 1. And at the end of the year, it maybe grabbed that recency bias and popular vote, but he's also well-deserving of the award as well. 
And for me, my winner for best antagonist of 2020, uh, there's only two words to describe the antagonist. And all my homies chant it in the streets. You hear it out all day. It's broadcasted on the news. And that's fuck Rachel. Rachel from Tower of God is easily the best antagonist from 2020 and my winner. And man, what a shitstorm episode 12 was that brought the anime world on its knees when we first experienced the decipherness of Rachel. Just uttering the word Rachel seems incorrect without adding fuck before it. We all hate Rachel, and because of that reason, she wins the best antagonist of 2020. Transitioning away from the antagonist, we are now going to focus our attention onto best boy and best girl. Joining me today on these categories, we have Nick from the Waifus and Weeboops podcast. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me today. Uh, like like just mentioned, my name is Nick, and I run a little podcast called the Waifus and Weeboops podcast, and I'm actually very excited to be here today so uh to talk about some great you know i call them husband does and waifus so let's get to it yeah so just your overall i thought 2020 had a really good um lineup in terms of best boys and best girls what are your overall thoughts on the year for these two categories in terms of males and female characters i thought the year gave out a hefty amount of great female and male characters i actually had a very tough time choosing who i thought was the best male and female of this year um because the the list there was just a a, a lot there was a lot mainly because of the females because i feel like anime uh anime companies do dish out a lot more female oriented not female oriented but you have your idol shows you have your cute girls doing cute things uh girl show so yeah the the spectrum for uh female characters is a lot wider than it is for the male characters so um i think that's you know picking a female character of the year is more difficult than it is to pick a male character of the year in my opinion i i completely agree i thought my for me for instance my male frontrunner was pretty chosen but for the females i didn't have a runner up until today so i am in the exact same boat as you so as we move into it we're gonna start with our community runner-up so our community runner-up for oh let's start with best boy our community runner-up for best boy this year went to Yu Ishigami from Love is War. So, I guess, for instance, did you watch Love is War and your thoughts on Ishigami? Uh, I have Ishi... Uh, I, uh, man, I don't want to... I didn't want to be biased in this thing, but I kind of have to be in regards in regards to my, my, my best boy of the year. But Ishigami was really one of my top five characters of the year, in all honesty. Not even just in the male category, but just as a character overall. Because while he was introduced in season one season two is and season two is the one that just aired back in spring season two is really where he started to come around as his own character and just as a man himself i was just just the just that small little arc towards the end of this towards the end of the season just i think it was about four or five episodes just seeing ishigami's backstory like really spoke to me and it could be like yeah like he's the he's the loner kind of guy with sort of a, a bad uh, a kind of a sad backstory but he's the kind of guy like that anybody can relate to at any given time so i can see why ishigami was chosen as uh as the uh runner-up for uh best boy of the year I think you said it perfectly. For me, it's so, at least Ishigami, his character sold me on episode 11 where we got the final scene in 
the the track meet slash school festival episode so i'm a big fan of ishigami i'm really happy that the community also agreed that ishigami was a top tier character and and got our runner-up position and let's transition to you nick what was your runner-up for best boy well just to follow up on ishigami and i think he had one of the best lines of the year too in go to hell dumbass yes i, I just I, I just have to say uh but for me personally and this might be a curveball to some people but my runner-up for male of the year was akihito uh nari segoo from id invaded oh okay uh, I, yeah i thought he was a very like a different spin on a main character and I just thought he was very unique, and I really, uh, and I really didn't see many, uh, like I don't know, like his just story, and and maybe because I really enjoyed the anime as well, ID Invaded, uh, maybe just just him and the story at the time, like how it was taking place, just really, it was just something different, you know. I really haven't seen many anime like ID Invaded. It felt like a breath of fresh air, especially to start off the year because it was a uh, winter 2020 anime um and i just thought akihito was awesome um i thought his backstory was good i thought why he was doing what he was doing was very good i thought why he was in jail uh like i just thought he was cool and he just had a cool like his voice actor was cool and he, he was just cool like that's all i could just say about it like he's just a cool character yeah i definitely think id invaded is one of those under the radar shows i do think the a lot of the recency bias i think we get from like jujitsu kaisen where it was a huge candidate for this year because it aired so recent it being the beginning of the year kind of hindered it it only got one nomination for us in best ed which is a fantastic song but i do agree that uh yes. his, his character in id invaded was a really fun and interesting uh brush of fresh air i was getting i got like psychopath vibes from id invaded it was really fun this psychological yep. like cop thriller and we're getting a second season, so it'd be really interesting to see how his character and the story continues. Wow, I did not know that. Wow, that's awesome, actually. Yeah, so look forward to that. And then for we'll transition to my runner-up. I went with Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen. A little recency bias, but anytime that Gojo is on the screen, I'm having a great time. He really incorporates his personality to the story, and I just I love his character from going from jokingly clown to being this serious sensei. It was just a really nice refer I love like the the sensei roles. My favorite anime character of all time is Reagan from Mob Psycho. So it kind of like transitioned his character into a little bit of the Reagan vibes where you get this really silly sensei type of teacher, but at the same time being very caring for his students. And also he's just just an enjoyable character all around. And you can you can compare uh, I, I had a more as a, a Kakashi comparison as well, but uh i mean he does fit that sensei like what like you said that that sensei trope of you know funny and lovable but also serious and caring for his students i think that is a i think that is a much better comparison um just shocking to nobody if you know me i have not seen naruto so um hey, i'm just gonna use my my reagan but i i'm a big fan of the sensei teacher roles so speaking of gojo moving and from runner-up, we're going to move to our big community winners. And the community winner for Best Boy was Gojo. And I do that's, think uh, it's a... It's not a surprise. I, I don't think it's a surprise at all. Um, I do think he is deserving of this award. I'm just glad we're not getting, like, 
last year where Nezuko won best girl and she said nothing. I'm really happy with how Gojo is also that popular character, but at the same time also being a fantastic character. And I know that you just recently said your thoughts on Gojo. Do you have anything to say about Gojo before we move on to your winner? Uh, I will say this about Gojo. Gojo probably would have been my winner as well, if not for two major factors. Number one being, I'm not a big fan of giving out giving out awards or rewards. My apologies about that. Uh, giving out rewards or awards for shows that have uh, that are continuing from one season into another. So, uh, as we both know, Jujutsu Kaisen has got a 24 episodes, and unfortunately, it's going in from uh, winter or uh, of autumn of 2020 into winter of 2021. I like to make uh, I like to make a um, like the, I like to give my final judgment after a show has aired. So that's one reason why I couldn't give Gojo Best Boy. Um, and number two, uh, basically, I, I've lost track on that. There, there was two things, but really, the, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, it was the transition. Oh, uh, and mainly because here's the here's why. Um, and if you don't mind, I'll transition into my best Go boy as well. Uh, is because of my bias. Uh, for my winner, who I had chosen, which is Hikigaya Hachiman. Great choice. As my winner as Best Boy of the Year. And and yeah, I am super biased. I love this series. It is my, it is literally my favorite series. Uh, in, 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 like, I don't even know in regards to, in regards to romantic comedy and slice of life. Like, I love this series. Uh, I have Yukino... You can know she pictures like all around my room. I have figures of her. Uh, spoiler alert: she's my favorite character in the show. <laughs> but uh, definitely the season three of uh, my team, Romantic Comedy Snafu, like heavily focused on uh, Hikigaya and his uh, transition of being, you know, alone. Like I mean, season two he wasn't that much of a loner, but his transition of all right, how am I going to? You know, how am I going to deal with Yui's feelings? How am I going to deal with Yukino's feelings? And quite frankly, like, how am I going to, like, it, from his point of view, like, how am I going to deal with my own feelings as well? So season three of that and just his development and, you know, leading everything leading up to episode 11 and 12 was really just something really special to watch. I agree. I, I thought Hachiman did a great job this year. Uh, personally, I thought that he did... I liked his performance a little more in season two. I thought this year, I thought season three was the year of the girls for uh, Origairu. That's not taking anything away from Hachiman. He's still one of my favorite characters of all time. And I absolutely loved him. And I love your choice for best boy. And then we talked about earlier, my best boy from the runner up from the community is my winner. And that's Ishigami from Love is War. Um, Great choice. Episode 11 honestly sealed the deal for me. I literally went out and bought all of the manga after episode 11. I was just infatuated by Ishigami. I loved his character. I loved seeing like his background of like, he wasn't always necessarily this like quiet kid. Uh, you got to see like uh, the background of him of why he kind of like distanced himself from people because he doesn't necessarily want to like start, start conflicts and he has fun by himself. And I really like, I kind of resonate with that being like an individual person, but at the same time, like, not necessarily needing to have people all around me like they did in high school with like the popular kids and i really enjoyed ishigami uh just his overall arc um we're getting a season three and if you like him in season two you're only going to love him more in season three he is such an amazing character and he's such like a great 
don't know. He's technically a main character, but like he's obviously not the, the main focal point. I really, that's one thing I love about Love is War is the focus on like him and Chica and Ishigami is a great character. I love him. I loved everything he did in season two and he, he wins my best boy of the year. And I, I, I can't even complain. I can't even complain. It's a beautiful choice. And now I think we're going to move on to our, maybe the, the, the hot debate that a lot of people have, and that's the best girl nominee. So I, this year, I agree with you. You said it earlier. I thought this was stacked. I literally came up with my, I had my winner, but it took me up until, I don't know, an hour ago to solidify who my runner up was going to be because there were so many good choices. And just to list the nominees for best girl, we had Kaguya from Love is War, Maple from Bullfree, uh, Minare from Wave Listen to Me, Chizuru from Rent a Girlfriend, Sayaka Kanamori from Keep Your Hands of Aizoken, Swindler from Akudama Drive, Sukasa from Tonikawa, Aurora from Sleepy Princess and Demon Castle, Echidna from ReZero, and Nakaido from Doro Hatero. So before we jump into our community runner-up, I tried to do my best list, these 10, and I thought there was a good... Um, a solid choice from like different genres. Is there any girl from the list that you think is missing? I'm gonna put you on the spot. Oh man. Um, personally, I think, uh, I mean, I did not hear her name, but I think she should have been the one there was Katarina Kleiss from, uh, it's it, the, the villainous. The title, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah uh, she was just an awesome female character because and here's the thing that i really loved about katarina like she had that sumire like evil look to her and like i usually hate those kinds of characters and even and i can even remember me saying that i'm not gonna like this anime because i just do not like the look of this girl sure and you and you get into it and it's like she's funny and you know she she's supposed to have this Sundari attitude because that's the game character she's based off of but she's like outgoing and she's stupid and the fact that she got <laughs> the nickname of Bakarina, like i just fell in love with katarina um i mean yeah in comparison to some of these other ones on the list it, i can see why like she was left off but she should be a female character that should not be uh under the radar in my opinion i agree um, I, I, I i absolutely agree I, with that statement and then a major one that, and I guess because the anime kind of, I guess because of the flack that she got and how the anime, in my opinion, didn't live up to the manga, was uh, Uzaki Hana in Uzaki-chan Wants to Hang Out. Yeah, we, uh, that was that was a controversy when the when the show came out. Um, yeah, I, I do want to say that there were narrowing this down to ten was hard enough. There were oh, some, yeah, I'm sure. There were some definitely like outliers where, luckily, I had a group of like, I'll call them anime experts that we had to narrow this list down to ten. And there were some where even I wish was on it. Um, I thought Yui from Origairu was a good choice. Even Yukino from Origairu could have been a good choice. And yeah, just narrowing. It, that's why we listed Best Girl at ten instead of six as the other, just because there's so many different, so many different Best Girls for so many different reasons. So hopefully. We got enough uh, diversity for people to vote, and they enjoyed the choices that they had. But let's just jump into our community runner-up. Our runner-up for best girl came to Chizuru from Rent a Girlfriend, 
Um, I was a big fan of her. I thought she absolutely stole the show. I, I don't know if anyone follows me on Twitter, you know I absolutely hate Kazuya, the main character. He's one of the worst characters I've ever seen. I heard he gets like a redemption arc, but like as of right now, I hate him and I love how Chizuru dealt with him. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on Chizuru and Rent-A-Girlfriend? Uh, let me get my opinion on Rent-A-Girlfriend first. I had thought Rent-A-Girlfriend was like going into it i said to myself uh, it's going to be cool that we're going to get an adult like not an adult but like college uh, an anime based around college students and college romance i got into it like the first couple of episodes and i'm like this is garbage this is this is <laughs> I, not i'm glad we're this, on the same page this is not a good anime this character kazuya is complete and utter trash and i just said to myself i'm going to drop this i am going to drop this anime and then like from the heavens above <laughs> she, she descended upon us and i have to agree with the community as she is also my runner-up for best girl of the year and quite frankly if it wasn't for somebody else she, i mean obviously that she's the runner-up but if this anime was not airing she would be the best girl of the year and that is chizuru mizuhara if you thought i was going to go with um with the blonde-haired girl <laughs> I, 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 was, no. I was I was hoping I got some with uh, the choice of Maki, but no, Chizuru. I she was introduced and I just fell in love with her. That's uh, plain and simple. Yes, I, I I couldn't agree more. Loved her. I loved what she did to the show. I love what she added to the show. Uh, I love the the yin and yang compared with her and Kazuya. I I know we're getting a season two. I really hope that we get to see a little bit more of a. Like you said, it's a college um, romance instead of like we get the typical high school. So I'm really hoping we get to see a little bit like more maturity from like our main character because that's one thing that I look for when I look for like those um, older demographic romances. And I, I know we saw it earlier this year. I don't know if you saw the Science Fell in Love. Of course. One yes. where I was kind of, kind of in the same boat where these people are supposed to be like 23, 24 and the 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 way they act makes it still seem like they're 14 year olds so i but <laughs> moving back to best girl my apologies on that but just oh no you're fine she she's a great character she was definitely she was like borderline for me she didn't quite make the cut for me but she was probably like the top like three or four for me my runner-up went to uh minare from wave listen to me kind of like with your id and baited pick i think it's a show that kind of got hurt from airing in the beginning of the year and not many people watched it. This is when Funimation... Now Funimation has all the seasonals. But before, Funimation would probably get like five or six seasonals. And Wave Listen to Me was kind of this under the radar. But her voice actor completely stole the show. made the character. If you're looking for this adult... She's a, like an adult-themed character. She's like in her mid-20s. She's dealing with real-life issues with like breakups. And just like working two jobs. Figuring out what it is to do with life type of thing. I absolutely enjoyed her character. She was fantastic. I can relate to her in a lot of different ways of just not not knowing what you're going to do next week. and then But it's Friday, so I'm going to have six beers. So I really enjoyed that character aspect of her. I think Minare was a great, great choice. Um, I'm really happy to see like the Crunchyroll Awards giving her the best VA nominee because she completely sold the show. If you haven't seen Wave, listen to me. I highly recommend it. I hope it gets a season two. It probably won't, but it's just a great, great show. And I thought Mina Ray stole the show and she is my runner up. 
uh, just to follow up on that, I cannot. Uh, I, I, I have to agree with everything you just said. Uh, it is a, definitely an under-the-radar anime, and her voice actress just, just, if it wasn't for, like, her voice actress had very, a lot of very good scenes where she was speaking fast and basically telling stories very fast, but she was just, she just, she just grasped, like, meanery as a character, yes. which I thought was phenomenal. It's also crazy, I believe that was her second voice acting role of all time. So, like, yeah. just this, this newcomer coming in and just completely stealing the show, I haven't, it, it's honestly like a top three voice acting performance for me. I think it's that good. I don't think anything's ever going to beat my uh, Okabe from Steins Gate voice actor, but like this was, if you're just a fan of like these technical critical like aspects of it, not just like the enjoyment, but like how do you feel about voice actors? I think Wave Listen to Me is a, an amazing show. I think you should just check it out for her and her alone. And yeah, so Minari wins my runner up, but we're going to move on to our best girl, the overall winner. And from the community, uh, not kind of a shocker for me just because of, um, I wasn't sure how many people watched this show, but I'm glad it won. And that's Kaguya Shinomiya from Love is War. She was, she's just an incredible, incredible character. Uh, Nick, do you want to give me your thoughts on Kaguya? I am, I'm actually surprised. I am actually surprised. I, I love Kaguya. I think she deserves all the recognition in the world she is my favorite female in kaguya-sama lover's war and i would have thought the community would have went into a different direction probably the direction i'm going to take instead uh but the scene where they're in in the middle of the uh they're in the middle of like the court and she just comes up to him and she says yes of course i will like when he asked her to like help him out with his uh with uh, student council work, and she's just like, yes, of course I will. Like, man, oh man, like, I just got chills. Like, that was just such a good scene and, like, a good development between both of these characters and, like, what they want to accomplish, like, with their relationships. And I, I, I think the community, like, honestly, like, I'm kind of, like, thinking, like, is my choice the wrong choice? The community did make a great choice. Yes. Uh, how I thought season one was Chica's year for the show, I thought season two was Kaguya's year. So I'm a big... I, I'm really happy with uh, the community winner with Kaguya. And Nick, how about you just tell us what who you think was your best girl? All right, I had mentioned it earlier that I am biased, right? And I'm not going to pick Yukino in this one. Even though I love her, sorry, Yukino, but my best girl of the year and maybe the best uh, antagonist of the year as well. I'm not going to throw that out there. I'm just going to say it's a possibility for best antagonist this year is Echidna. Nice. Uh, from ReZero. I found her to be very, like, just awesome. Like, you did not, like, I, I honestly, after watching and still with ReZero, I don't know what she is. Is she evil? Is she good? What does she want to accomplish out of life? I don't know. But you don't know if you're going to get her bad side in the anime, or if you don't know if you're going to be sipping tea with her at one point. Echidna just was phenomenal, in my opinion. And that's a very strong word. I don't like to use that word very often. But there was a scene where she just... And, and she props to her voice actress as well. Voice actress did an amazing job. Where Subaru is struggling with some stuff, and all the witches show up, and... She just basically goes on a tangent, probably for a good, I would say, like, three to five minutes. And the voice actress, like, she just did not stop talking. And that scene kind of put me over the top for Ekina to be my favorite female of the year. Again, 
very very hard choice there was a lot of females to choose from but i fell in love with ekina i i agree and that's the beauty of the greed character is she's going to put herself in the situation where it benefits her so sometimes the sipping the tea aspects is just it, it it's all surrounding her so like her sipping tea is what she wants to do in that situation but then you also see like the sinister side in the later episodes of her wanting more i guess i'll put it that way so i was a giant fan of echidna i thought she was a great addition to re-zero and yeah i'm i'm really happy with your choice i thought she was great uh my winner went to um i think this might be a little controversial but i went with kanamori from keeper hands of aizoken i thought she was a fantastic staple to the three girls she is the glue that puts them all together i really love the manager side of her as well um, as somebody who tries to do everything by himself, I really resonated with her character. Uh, she was she was funny at some time. She was serious. I thought her like kind of just like swindling the student council in order for them to get like funding and having to keep the 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 club that they run all together, just like using loopholes, was super funny. I enjoyed her character so much. Um, I don't think it's as popular as people may have thought. I think there was more popular choices, but I really enjoyed how she really put everything together in Aizoken. And I was a huge fan of that show. It was like an anime of the year runner up for me. And yeah, I thought she was just like the, the absolute pillar staple. And some could say she does have comparisons to Echidna in regards of the greed aspect. Oh, greed. Yeah. No kidding. She is, <laughs> she is a money hungry girl, which, oh, yeah. which I love. I love that aspect to her. Well, Nick, thank you. So, oh, sorry. Nick, do you have any no, final, was, do you have final I thoughts? Say, I, I agree with, I agree with, uh, I agree with your, your analysis about, uh, keep your hands off the Izoken. And I think that's a great choice. I think it's a very under the radar choice. And I, I, I actually love it. I love the choice of Kanamori. That well, that's going to conclude our best girl and best boy. I want to thank Nick again for joining us. The descriptions in the description below, there'll be links to his social media and his content. So go check him out. Uh, Nick, before you head out, please give us your anime of the year. Do you want my joke one or do you want my real one? Give us both. Okay, my joke one is Interspecies Reviewers. Interspecies Reviewers should have been anime of the year, in my opinion, because as a giant weeaboo and as a D&D player, me, you always try to envision yourself with another species of some sort. And this <laughs> anime, listen, man, like this anime did it. Like, you had vampires, you had undead, you had golems, you had everything. And as a, as just a big nerd, like, honestly, they did a very good job. And I thought, you know, I thought it still should have been up for anime of the year. But I'll give you my real one. And hey, man, we just talked about it. Keep your hands off the Izokin was my anime of the year. Animation, storytelling wise, characters. It was just a breath of fresh air. And quite frankly, it was beautiful. And I think it does deserve more rec I, I, it does deserve more recognition than it did over the year. And I keep your hands up the eyes was my anime of the year. Completely agree. I, I think this is gonna be one of those cult classics where people are gonna look back and be like, Do you guys remember Izoken? And maybe not, but I think it's gonna get more and more popular as people talk about it as like this kind of like a Tatami Galaxy type of show where even though it's the same director, um, 
this direct i thought it was just like a directorial masterpiece i loved every second of watching it for a show about just creating like manga and like these short stories and this art it, it did it did in such a great great aspect and a great way they did it so i love your choice of eyes open for anime of the year thank you very much all right thank you nick and move on on to the next category Moving into the action scene, we are going to start with our best fight scene. Joining me today, I brought in an expert into the shonen, the sign-in, the fights, Mr. Lynn Burton himself. Lynn, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Can't complain. You know, I always love talking anime with you. Uh, I can say your name, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's always a pleasure talking anime with you, Pete, and I'm glad that you chose me to represent the shonen genre. I hope I don't lead the, lead the shonen fans and seinen fans astray. I don't think you will. And Lynn, you also produce <laughs> you produce anime content. You produce a bunch of different other content. So please tell us like the type of content that you create and for the fans, and so they can get to know you a little bit better. All right, cool. Uh, for for the main like reason why I'm here for anime, I host an anime podcast with my co-host Krista, and it's called Hashtag Anime Talk. And basically, we just cover the news uh, and dis and we discuss different like top talking points that either we think up or the fans send, and we review seasonal anime as well. But it's only in like the shonen genre, really the shonen insane genre. Like we'll dabble in isekai maybe, but it's really just majority shonen insane. And then I do I host a movie podcast as well called bros who binge and then we host a pop culture commentary and music podcast and sports podcast all that in the same because it's all part of the pop culture realm called the bros who think podcast and it's all under this umbrella that we created called the bros who think network and yeah man we're just having fun and you know just talking everything from nerd angle to movie angle to sports angle we pretty much have something for everybody Yes, and if you are interested in checking out Lynn's content, the links to his social media and his content will be in the description below. But Lynn, we are here to talk some fights. We're here to talk about some action, some adventure. So let's jump right into it. We're gonna start with our best fight scenes. We had the nominations were Deku versus Overhaul from My Hero Academia. We had Asta and Yuno versus Devil. We had Male Executioner versus Brawler from Akudama Drive. We had Gojo versus Jogo from Jujutsu Kaisen. We had Joker versus Soul Commander from Fire Force. And then we had Karasuno versus Inorazaki from Haiku. And to start things off, our community runner up was Deku versus Overhaul. So, Lynn, tell me what your thoughts on Deku versus Overhaul. Do you think this should have been here? Just your overall thoughts on it in general. Oh, yeah, man. I think that's a very quality runner up. And, and it's hard for me not to make it the winner i think in a year with some some relatively steep competition it was something that stood out in like the top three range for me and i just think from the animation factor of how in depth they got even when deck like the scene where you're looking at overhaul's eye and then the shadow comes and deku's standing in this like all this weird form with Ari in his back and he's getting ready to punch him and just everything about that fight animated was so beautiful i do have my qualms with the fight but like i said in a year where there's some pretty decent fights I, i'm not mad at it being runner-up and it was probably my runner-up as well and i know you are the a manga reader for my hero as well so do you think that there was a solid adaptation from the manga as well oh uh and, and granted, I will say sometimes the anime misses on some of these fights, but I think they knew what they had. I think that they understood that this was a big moment for Deku. And honestly, I think they might have 
over exceeded my expectations i think they handled horikoshi's artwork very well and i think they actually went above and beyond for this specific fight well that's great to hear so lynn let's get to your runner-up what did you have okay my runner-up i'm a i am a fire force stand and i am a fire force like lover and i was so excited with season two of fire force and one of my favorite characters was joker versus soul commander and i the there's the reasons why i put this above my hero because my hero could have been my runner up i just really loved everything about this fight the stakes the backstory the two characters involved like the terror aspect of it i the philosophies behind this fight meant a little more to me than the philosophies behind the Deku fight. And then the overall just aesthetics of the fight looked very well. I thought it was animated well. And it was one of those where, yes, they're talking, but the talking is also progressing the fight along. And it really goes in well. Like I said, it's between this and my hero for that runner-up spot. But I'm just I'm just a Fire Force stand that I had to give it to understandable i guess for someone like me who didn't get to watch season two how impactful of the of a fight was this compared to say the other fights we had in season two of fire force i i think this fight was very impactful in the stance of getting to know one of the characters that we've been clamoring to know and hear from for such some time and one of the characters going forward that is kind of the front runners of the show when you think of people who are going to push the narrative forward of figuring out how to stop human combustion it's shinra it's benny maru it's captain obi it's captain burns and it's joker and this was an insight not only into joker but also into burns and just this setting it up removed all of joker's past shackles that's all i'm going to say because i don't want to spoil it but it removes all of joker's past shackles that he was tied down to and now he's a free man to do what he feels in a sense of he's not tied down to his past so this fight was very very important going forward it was very very important for a, a specific character and it was very important for the overarching story going forward awesome well there you have it joker versus soul commander was lynn's runner-up for my runner-up i went with austin you know versus devil it was just a great conclusion to the reanimation arc in black clover it was one of my favorite shonen arcs in general so just how they wrapped everything up was great i like how they brought in special animation or animators for two specific episodes and it really showcased the fight itself especially the last fight where in like the panel scenes it kind of looked like it went into a black and white manga during some fight scenes so i really enjoyed everything about this fight and I'm not the biggest Austin and Yuno fan, but I definitely got to appreciate them more during this fight because they kind of got to, I guess, like the, the stereotypical cliche term, they like surpassed their limits and they were able to overcome this like huge first, like I, I would say like major villain in Black Clover. And it was just a really good fight to me in general. I guess, uh, I don't know if you saw the fight. I know you read some Black Cl Clover, so guess lynn what are your thoughts on austin you know versus devil if you did in fact either see it or uh read it i actually did watch it and i am caught up with black clover and i do have my issues with the anime but my issues aside i thought this fight was very well executed and, and again like i said this is a year with some pretty damn good fights and i'm not mad at this being your runner-up this was a very well executed fight and you were absolutely right this was seeing Yuno and Asta surpass their limits. Certain fights give you the, those goosebump moments for like MC fights. And this is one of those that gave you that goosebump moment because it was like, if you've been reading or watching from the beginning, you know that Asta and Yuno have been on this path together. Who's going to exceed who? Who's going to 
surpass who who's going to be the wizard king and tabata did it so masterfully that we're not ready to make that judgment call yet but here's both at this point being stronger than a lot of people in the in the magic core because they're the only people who can beat this devil so it was just very interesting seeing just how this fight came about and just props to the animation department for executing it like i said i do have my problems with black clover the anime but this is one thing they got extremely right right on all right so that's our runner up now let's get to the cream of the crop itself so the community winner for best fight this year they went with gojo versus jogo from jujitsu kaisen i do think this real? Might, i think this might be a little bit of recency bias and i also do think that just because of the animation itself i think a lot of people are drawn towards uh how how like aesthetic of fight looks just for example from last year the episode 19 of demon slayer it was so aesthetically pleasing that people were drawn to it i think gojo versus jogo had a similar um effect i don't think the fight was as impactful as some of the other fights that we had on the list i just think visually i think maybe that's what the community went with so what are your thoughts on the community choosing gojo versus jogo everything you just said like i i didn't even want i'm sorry i interrupted you by saying really but like i this was one where it, and I know they could say this about my fight, but the thing is, like you said, the stakes weren't there. It was, it was more fluff than substance. It was, it was more like a lot of talking and a lot of just pretty pictures, but not a lot of things happening. And I don't know. I feel like it is a recency bias and I feel like there's better fights in that JJK season than that one. Yeah, so we actually, we had like a really heated debate about which fight we should go with because at the time... Um, the second Mahito versus, um, who's the main character's name? Shoot. Uh, 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 God damn it. Now you got me. Yeah. It's, uh, Yuji. Yuji. So the, the second like Yuji fight versus Mahito didn't happen. And it happened in 2021. So if we had to choose okay. a Jujitsu Kaisen fight, it would probably be that one, but we did have to go back and forth between Gojo and J Gojo versus the first, uh, the first fight that they had, and we had to have. See, like, I was gonna say the Nanami first fight with Mahito would have been one that I'd have put over this one. We legit, I asked like thirty people. I'm not kidding you. Fifty-fifty tie between which one was more impactful. I I literally had to like flip a coin and pick a fight. But I think honestly, I think either Jujutsu Kaisen fight probably would have won the community vote. Uh, so I don't think it would have mattered as much. But I do just think uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. I mean, I'm not going to front. They have great fights, and the animations are brilliant. I just think that I just thought the impactfulness compared to other fights uh, this lacked. I think Gojo going like infinite was like a huge selling point when you got to see his eyes for like the first time. I know a lot of girls were going crazy for that. So, I, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. That's why we have the community vote, but we have also the experts' opinion. So let's go right into your winner for best fight. See, I, I came in here thinking I was going to have a plan, but then hearing the community pick my hero, and I, I did say it would have been my runner-up, but I had to go with Joker and Soul Commander. I'm kind of... No, no, I'm going to stick to my guns. Okay. My hero's third, and, and, and the, the reason why... This is best fight. Best we have fight. To talk about, this is about choreography, how a fight looks, and we're talking about people actually punching each other and kicking each other. And I have to give credit to you because me and you have had this conversation on Twitter, and it made me, when I was getting ready to do your show, I was like, nah, I gotta research to make sure I'm right or to make sure he's right, and actually, it turns out you were right. The best fight has to be Male Executioner versus Brawler for Akadama Drive because it's an actual fight, and it's actually something that matters. It's something that, that we have great choreography, great animation, all the spectacle things that the other fight has, but 
again, this fight actually has real choreography, unlike some of the other fights that we've talked about already. If you could see me right now, I'm grinning from ear to ear because I honestly did not expect you to pick this at all because this is my winner as well. I... <laughs> There was two incredible fights in the Akudama Drive. Um, the hotel scene where we get introduced to the executors for the first time, I thought was just going like that. That's fight of the year right there. And then yeah, we that get was great. and then we get male executioner versus brawler for the second time. Really, um, in the rain, the animations are just it's such a great like visual aesthetic of a fight, along with the impactfulness of what happens to it because brawler is this meathead character that you fall in love with in akudama drive he doesn't have i mean he has a ton of charisma but he doesn't have like the brains he doesn't have like these other things that other uh, main characters have like he doesn't have heart he's just a meathead who wants to fight and yet you fall in love with him and you f you almost feel bad for him when he's losing but he is like a murderer and everything and i think that's how great akudama drive is in general of setting up these characters and making us care for the villain. And I was rooting against male executioner who at the time was like the good guy. And I think that just shows how great of a show Akudama Drive is. Not only that, but how great of a fight male executioner versus brawler was. So I'm very happy that you picked that as well because I did. I, I thought you were picking Deku in overhaul, to be honest. No, and look, I, I was, I wanted to pick that and I, I just I just had to put it third because again we're talking about a fight and this is there wasn't a lot of and I know people are gonna get on me but the choreography in Deku and in Overhaul was more so a bunch of flashing lights and was more so a bunch of just images where this was actually people punching where this is people punching and kicking each other and there's like actual choreography like those great Naruto fights of old and and like you said the stakes behind this the fact that you're pulling for this murderer essentially and it's like nah bro this executioner dude is no one to fuck with and it's like damn i just want baller i just want bra uh, bra uh brawler to win and it's like you know you have a really good point about like the, the lights and the flashing and stuff because i that's one reason why i left out uh the god of high school fights because the for the animation for how Paul even the, the show itself is whatever the fights were pretty well polished but when it got down to the nitty gritty of the actual fights they did a lot of like uh, just like cheap choreography tricks to essentially like move along the fight and I thought they also did that with Deku versus Overhaul I'm really glad that you brought that up and in case people were wondering why there's no God of High School fights that's the reason why I left it off and if you haven't seen Akudama Drive you should see Akudama Drive. I'm so happy you didn't nominate God of High School. I feel like just because the anime was so shitty, it shouldn't even be mentioned. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. Because it's like, your main thing is, is selling fights. And you couldn't even give us the story to selling fights. And it's I like, agree. Fight, the fights you made were pretty, but were they well done? And it's like, I can't give y'all a plus for being the fighting anime for giving us subpar fights. I'm sorry. Exactly. It's just like, I know you haven't seen it, but like a really polished show like Violet Evergarden has fights in it. But like... It, it doesn't matter how pretty it is if you don't like execute on the actual fight itself so yeah so we can move past the best fight scene we got our winners me and lynn both went with male executioner versus brawler the community went with gojo versus jogo and with that we're gonna shift over to the fights to the actual stories themselves so we're gonna do our best action and adventure and our nominees were doro hetero fire force season two Jujutsu Kaisen, 
Akudama Drive, Great Pretender, and Haiku Season 4. So before we jump into the runner-up and the winners, Lynn, just give me your overall thoughts on the year 2020 and what we saw in this, in the action, the adventure, the shonen, the sign-in genre. This was a year that going into it, me and my co-host on Anime Talk was like, yeah, is it going to be a good year? We just had this bang year of 2019, which was absolutely phenomenal. But then we come and start the year off with something that just blew my socks away in Doro Hidoro. And then we get things like Great Pretender. Then Fire Force has an amazing season two. Then we get uh, Akudama Drive, JJK, Haikyuu season four, part two. You have One Piece going on throughout the year. You have My Hero coming in there. We The shonen genre was thought to have an off year. And yes, it might not have been as many of the heavy hitters. They still delivered excellent, excellent quality. And it just shows me that Shonen is at a, at a place at an all-time high where it's never been in terms of just the amount of shows that are that are quality. Yes, you may have had the big three going on at that time, but everything else around it, the peripherals might not have been that important. Yes, in the early 2000s, I mean, the early 2010s, you may have had some of those things, but again, the peripherals around it, this is a year where the peripherals and the mainstays are all pretty damn decent. So I actually enjoyed this year a lot and it beat it blew my expectations out the water quick question for you since we're talking about this genre how do you feel about would you rather have something like one piece where it comes out every week and you get it and the anim nothing's wrong with the animation but let's just say black like black clover doesn't have like the best animation in the world would you rather have a shonen running series where you get an episode every week and it's the quality that is at or how do you prefer or do you prefer like this 24 episode thing that we're getting with jjk we got with demon slayer and we're probably going to be getting it with like chainsaw man so just your thoughts on the anime adaptations of these shonen action series great question i'm 100 on the seasonal bandwagon if it takes you and i know people will be like but what about attack on titan look if it takes you a year to develop something and make it look great and then i get it for about three to four months and then you go away for a year and then i get it for three to four months i am down for that because i feel like that gives us a better product and you said one that i am 100 anti the anime i only watch it because i love the story so much but it's black clover that's why the animation looks like that is because it's week to week and the manga to me is so good it, it, it is top five Shonen Jump active right now, and there's no reason why Black Clover shouldn't be better or be ranked higher in the thoughts of any Twitter or the thoughts of anime fans. I think a, a, a reason to the, uh, one of the reasons to Black Clover's success not being as high as it should be, in my opinion, is the anime. I agree. I, I completely agree. I've seen the panels on the manga and it looks great. Uh, it's beautiful. It is great. I, I'm more of like, I feel for the story type of thing, and I really like how, like, the magic is done in that show where that's why i resonate so much to black clover itself but i just want to get your opinion that kind of just sprung up out of the blue but we're here to talk action we're here to talk adventure let's talk about the community their runner-up went with akudama drive uh i'm pretty happy about it lynn do you want to just give me your thoughts on akudama drive interesting i, I that that's an interesting choice i'm not mad at it being runner-up i thought akudama's drive was great it was one of those peripherals that came into the to the to the sphere and it was just like 
this was needed this year. It was one of those surprising things. It gives you that cyberpunk aesthetic that I love. It gives you the the kind of the Cowboy Bebop Trigon-esque feels. And then it gives you something new where we're following these criminals and we're not looking at it from necessarily the cop's perspective or the bounty hunter perspective. No, we're looking at it from the criminal perspective. And I just think the take they did on the cyberpunk genre was needed and was very refreshing. Very well said. And let's get to what you had for your runner-up. Okay, so again, for me, you made this kind of easy for me because there's no One Piece, so I couldn't argue impact. You can pick, you can pick One Piece if you like. It doesn't have oh, no, to no, be. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm okay with this because it just it. We're, we're here for we're we're here not. I don't know if impact is one of the qualifications, but I'm here choosing what I feel is the best. Now I will go back on that One Piece thing a little bit later. All right. But in terms of best action adventure runner up, to me it has to be the underdog because the underdog was so great yes jjk came in with all of that hype yes jjk is great it's not done yet uh high q great 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 ending to the story you know we're finishing it up it's like a great season and getting us to that end point loved it great pretender refreshing as hell came out of netflix just made me feel great but the underdog is who i gotta go with my runner-up because some, arguably people hated season one and what fire force season two did was just astronomical in terms of just growth quality and they showed you why this is something that is great for the shonen genre and shows you why it's one of the best new gen shonens out there right now and i just think everything that we went through in five four season two it deserves praise on this show so i'm gonna give it my runner up right on and i've only heard great things from season two i would i i it's one of those shows i'm like over halfway done with season one is i have the opportunity to go back and watch season one so I can get to season two. There's just some things that were off-putting to me. But I really enjoyed, from what I saw from season two, I had to go back and watch the fights and do some research. And I really, really liked what I saw from Fire Force season two. So I, I respect the pick, even though I haven't seen it. And I'm going to go with my runner-up, which is, I also thought it was a dark horse. Because I don't think many people read the manga. And then when Netflix got its hands on it, everyone's like, what is this like gore-looking thing? And that was Doro Hatero. And Dora Hadro came out of nowhere for me. Uh, gore is not my favorite, if top 15 st styles of genre. And it's kind of, I'm all, it's going to be really silly how I'm going to do this. But Lynn, you know me, I like the slice of life stuff. I like the comedy. I like the romance. However, my favorite manga of all time is Berserk, which is like the Crazy. exact opposite. Doro Hadro did the exact same thing for me. It wasn't something I was like actively searching for. It wasn't something that I'm a fan of, but how it was presented, how it was executed, the characters, I love Nakaido, I love Kaimon, and just their relationship adding to whatever else was happening in this ridiculous world that they lived in was just such a fun ride to me that it just, it was just one of those things where I thought it was gonna be like a seven out of 10 show. And it was one of four shows I gave a 10 out of 10 this year. And it was just an incredible journey, and I loved Doro Hadro. Look, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say for now, because I don't wanna blow I don't wanna blow my loop. I gotcha. Okay, so let's get to our community winner. And if you if you could tell from the best fight, I think you knew who was gonna win best action adventure, and that was Jujutsu Kaisen from the community. Um, uh, I'm not mad at it. It's not done though. You that know that was my biggest thing is that we have had 24 episode shows where the first 16 episodes are fantastic. 
and then they lose it at the end. I know JJK has the manga and the source material to know ahead of time that we're probably not going to get that, but that's why I try to like, if I want to lump JJK in as a whole, I will wait till next year, or I guess technically yep. this year, to really judge for what it is. And it, it's going to be the it's going to be like the top contender for next year, more than likely. So that's one reason why I pushed away, but I understand why the community really went after it. It's selling like hotcakes in terms of manga. It's one of the most popular anime of the year. And it just kind of like Demon Slayer, everybody's, if you're a fan of that genre, everybody's watching it. And so I understand the vote for Jujutsu Kaisen and not to take away from, it's just its popularity, but it is a high quality show and I respect the pick. I just personally think that there was better choices out there. And yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. That way I don't get the JJK hate. Look, I, I'm I'm with you in the sense of it's definitely gonna be up there for me next year, like 1000%. And I was one of the people on our show, like I read the Shonen manga, like when shit comes out. So I, I try to like predict which one's gonna hit. And I was I was on the JJK. You called JJK two years ago. I yeah, I, <laughs> I, re <laughs> I, re I remember you were talking about it. You're like, hey, Jujutsu Kaisen is the next in like, it could be like big three. I'm like, I've never heard of this. And then it went from before the anime was released. It had like, I think like 1 million copies in circulation. And just yep. last week it hit 20 million. So Chris looked at me like I was stupid when I said that on the show. And now he doesn't do it anymore. Cause like, no. look, that's my thing. That's what I love doing is reading the Shonen Jump and trying to predict. Yeah, I've had misses with like Hellward and Higuama, which got cut. But like, there's certain Shonen that you know when it's going to come out, it's going to hit a chord and like really strike that note super loud. And, and JJK was one of them. I'm so called here. And I've been saying on Twitter for about a year when Spy Family, the anime drops, it's going. Oh, I'm with you. It's going to blow up because it appeals to everybody. And I think that's. Just... Look, I told you, like, you you know my taste. We oh, argue yeah. about this all the time. I'm not the biggest Slice of Life fan. But when I read Spy Family, it just hit something in me to where it was like, this is amazing. This is the wholesome content I can subscribe to while still getting my mystery intrigue and my shonen tropes. This is like you said, this is the best of birth words. That's one that's gonna hit. Shonen Jump is about to have a lot of things hit. Yes. And JJK yes. is leading that charge. I think it's it kind of has like that silly slice of life stuff like Mob Psycho has, where it appeals to like a certain demographic while also having these amazing, like anything else can happen type of style shows. But enough about that. Lynn, let's get to your winner for best action and adventure. Look, my winner, and like I probably already told on myself, but my winner was what came out in January. Like you said, the show on Netflix that just blew my mind. It blew my socks off how good Doro Hidoro was. It just blew my socks off from every character being intriguing even down to the comedic comic character comedy character of ebisu every time ebisu was on the fucking screen i lost my shit laughing because it was just hilarious the mystery and intrigue behind kaimon and then we get the mystery and intrigue by nakaido then we get the backstories of shin and noi and then even the main villain who might be your least favorite character out of everybody but still is super intriguing of ein it's like this show is incredible. Want to talk about great female characters. Want to talk about great male characters. Everybody across the board is intriguing in this show. The story is good. And me not being a fan of 3D animation, I was shocked. I was shocked at how beautiful this was, how gross and disgusting it was, 
and how everything about this just screamed A plus. And I'm glad you gave it a ten because it was one of the few that I gave a ten. This 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 show was perfect to me, and I'm ecstatic for season two. I don't want to read the manga because that's how much I love what they presented to me. So I'm just ready to see where this journey goes. But if you haven't watched Doro Hedero, you are missing out on an incredible, incredible show. Yes, sleeping, and I think it's another reason why Mappa. If we're doing like a studio of the year, Mappa is the front runner by a mile. Doro Heiro, yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen, Attack on Titan. They did some other like um, side things. They did like Sam, the gymnastic samurai type of thing. But like, um, yeah, Mop blew it out of the water with Doro Heiro. It was really close because I gave four tens this year. Doro Heiro was one of them, and my winner is the other ten. So I, this was a neck and neck like match for me, and my winner was Akudama Drive. I figured. I, I just, the aesthetic of Akudama Drive, I love. I love the cyberpunk aesthetic. I loved, I was just madly in love with the Swindler character herself, how she complete, just the dynamic of her character. And then not only that, just the dynamic of all the other characters that they had. I fell in love with Brawler. I felt bad for Hoodlum. I wanted Doctor to like get her shit kicked in and thank God she did. And just you created this amazing world in 12 episodes and they executed it perfectly and some people maybe get mad at the ending but i loved it i loved everything about akudama drive and i'm really happy that we got it because i when i first saw akudama drive as like a uh, like a poster it kind of looked dumb it was studio pero who is not known for their animation and they just Thanks. blew it out of the water and I fell in love with everybody in the cast, uh, the fights. There was two, I thought, just S-tier fights, both uh, the hotel brawler scene and then the winner of our best fight as well. So just everything about Akudama Drive, I I thoroughly enjoyed and I loved it. Yeah, I'm not mad at that pick. Like I said, this was a great year for Shonen and, and I, I already gushed over that show. Love the cyberpunk aesthetic, love everything about it. And it, it was a great show. And like I said, I, the surprises to me really might have outshined the main ones in a terms of like Doro Hidoro and Akutama Drive. It was just some great things out of nowhere that just really blew my socks away. Also, shout out to Great Pretender because that was great as well. The Great Pretender was, I would say it was great. I wouldn't say, I, if you want to hear my thoughts on Great Pretender, listen to our review from last week. Oh, uh, I'm guessing you didn't like it. I, I didn't like the ending. I did not like the uh, ending. I'm not mad at that. But that's a wrap up our action adventure fight sequence lynn thank you for joining before you leave could you please give us your final thoughts and your anime of the year Ooh, such a great year and look i'm gonna give the same anime of the year that i gave on my show and i'm gonna and i'm gonna put the caveat there of what my co-host convinced me of impact you gotta think of impact the show has not only stakes impact it has great story it's one of those that got was weekly but however they changed their whole animation department around what this show did throughout the year set a precedent in just the way that the show was impact in during the year it was felt throughout waves it's a reason why you're not getting dragon ball super this show was just like i said this show trended on twitter multiple times and it was something that their fans are loud and justly so the manga just got to a thousand chapters i'm talking about one piece what toei's doing with the wano uh with the wano anime ha cannot be understated it's absolutely spectacular and it's giving that feel of one piece being just 
amazing again. And I was one of those people that never really fell off on One Piece in terms of the manga, but the anime had hits high peaks and low peaks. This this has been all high peak. The animation quality has been excellent, and the storytelling has been excellent. And in terms of impact, you got to talk about the impact of what One Piece did last year in terms of shonen was absolutely huge. So that's why I went with One Piece as my anime of the year. Shout well, out to Oda. You heard it here. One Piece, uh, probably for the first time on our podcast, winning anime of the year. So if you are a fan of that style of show, go check out Lin and all that he does. It's great work. Before heading into the Anime Year Award, here are the rest of the categories, nominations, and winners. For Best Character Design, the nominations were Hypnosis Mike Rat Battle, Jujitsu Kaisen, Akudama Drive, Somali and the Forest Spirit, Tower of God, and Great Pretender. The community runner-up and my runner-up as well was Akudama Drive. The winner from the community Jujitsu Kaisen, and from my end, Somali and the Forest Spirit. For best OST, our nominations were Tower of God, Haiku, Great Pretender, The Irregular at Magic High School, Hypnosis Mike Rap Battle, Love Live Nijigasi High School Idol Club. The community's runner-up and my runner-up as well was Haiku. And the winner for best OST from the community and myself went to Tower of God. For best comedy, our nominees were Love is War Season 2, Wave, Listen to Me, Welcome to Demon School, Irumakun, Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle, Uzaki-chan Wants to Hang Out, and Toilet-Bound Hanako-kun. The runner-up from the community went to Uzaki-chan Wants to Hang Out. And my runner-up was Sleepy Princess and the Demon Castle. And the winner from the community and myself, no surprise, went to Love is War Season 2. And finally, for Best ED, our nominations were Lost in Paradise from Jujutsu Kaisen, Eden from Fruits Basket Season 2, Gimme from the Sleepy Princess and the Demon Castle, Slump from Tower of God, Win, the God of High School, and Other Side from ID Invaded. Your community runner-up was Other Side from ID Invaded. My runner-up went to Eden from Fruits Basket Season 2. And the winner for Best ED from Community and myself should be shocking nobody, Lost in Paradise from Jujutsu Kaisen. As we come to the end, I would like to thank Nick Chili, Lynn, and Pat for joining me on this episode and giving their inputs on our categories. And also to you, the listener. Thank you so much for making our second season a blast, and I look forward to seeing our sequel for the third season. And hopefully we have the source material to make it good. Anime of the Year. This was a viewer's choice category for the winner. As for myself, I gave out four tens this year, and those will be my personal nominations. They were Doro Hedero, Akudama Drive, Origairu Season 3, and Love is War Season 2. Community, you did not let me down. Your runner-up for Anime of the Year goes to Love is War Season 2. Now, I'm a little shocked by this choice. I know this show 
has its reach into a lot of people's watch lists, but I was not expecting that many Anime of the Year votes. However, it did receive 17% of the total votes, so good job community, you got this one right. Now I went back and forth with my four nominations for weeks, deciding who to pick as my runner-up and my winner. Each show had their own qualities that I was drawn to. The animation and characters of Doro Hedero, the aesthetic and mind games of Akudama Drive, the love and the conclusion of Origairu Season 3, and the silliness and the surprise that was Love's War Season 2. I took some time, wrote my thoughts down, and I came to this conclusion. For my runner-up, I'm going with... Origairu Season 3. With the best love confession I've ever seen in anime, the cast of Origairu delivered a perfect finale to a show I've been following for years. The payoff was there. While maybe my best girl didn't win, the story ended on a note I thought was fitting for the story it was telling. Hachiman, Yukino, and Yui all delivered on their emotions and left me running to Discord every week to talk about it. I am sad to see the story come to an end, but boy, it was one hell of a ride. Runner-up, Origairu, Season 3. Community, you came out guns blazing, and you voted for this show, receiving nearly 27% of all votes casted. Community, your winner for Anime of the Year goes to... Jujutsu Kaisen. Now, I love this show. I do want to see where it finishes in its entirety before I personally give it the nod for Anime of the Year. But how it's going, there's a good chance it's going to be there at the end of 2021. Jujutsu Kaisen brought a stunning animation, fun characters, new husbandos and waifus, and gorgeous fights. A possible contender for next year's big thing in Shonen, as its manga has already surpassed over 20 million copies sold. Jujutsu Kaisen, you are the community winner for Anime of the Year. And now we have come to the end of the road. And still, I can't let go on how great of a year anime was in 2020. A surprising year to say the least. With the powerhouses of 2019, I personally didn't think 2020 had a chance, and boy was I wrong. So many great shows came out this year, but just like you, and just like Highlander, there can only be one. And my winner for anime of the year goes to Love is War Season 2. I can tell you the exact moment I knew that this show was my winner. Episode 11. No spoilers here, but it was the reason why Ishigami won my best boy. As soon as the episode finished, I got in my car, drove to Barnes & Nobles, and bought volumes 9-15 through because I couldn't wait for any more. The growth between Kaguya and Miyuki was top tier, especially the stargazing episode, which was one of their best episodes ever made. The addition of Ino was a delight, and Chika just being Chika. The show delivered on what Season 1 gave us, and raised it into a staple for rom-coms for years to come. There's so much I could gush about this show, but I will save you the time. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it to everybody, because even if it's not your thing, you may be surprised by the amount of fun it brings. My winner for Anime of the Year, Love is War season two and that is all folks if you enjoyed what you've heard please consider liking subscribing commenting on what you liked or didn't like or maybe what you'd like to see in next year's awards 
If you are interested in joining our community, we have a wonderful and active Discord, or simply follow us on Twitter. Links to both are in the description of the episode. Thank you again, and I will see you next time.